Do you sometimes wonder how your life and career can look so good on paper, yet you can feel hollow? My guest in this episode experienced that, and she also made a very firm decision, even though it would have consequences, and it changed everything in her life, allowing her to manifest her purpose and follow it in a meaningful way. Tune in today and learn how to access the courage to find and follow your divine purpose. Today on I Am Vibrant, I am joined by Carrie Stanley. Carrie is the founder of Grace on Fire and the creator of the Meaningful Manifesting Method. She's so passionate about helping women leaders create space to lead your life fulfilled and on fire as you rise in your career, your business, and your fulfillment. So let's dive in and welcome Carrie. Oh, so Carrie, first of all, I want to welcome you to I Am Vibrant and thank you so much for being here. This feels like it's been a long time coming because I have known you for a long time and I've also admired your work in the world and especially how you're living your life on your terms. And I know that's been an evolution. So we'll get into that because Um, I really, for our audience, I love to have powerful women like you, powerful creators of your dream life, share how you got there. Because I think sometimes there's a perception of, you know, some people it just happened overnight and it's like, da-da, you know, (laughs) And, and we know it's never that way, right? It's a series of choices and decisions and sometimes very difficult ones. Um, and then you experience the payoff that, those around you see. So I can't wait to dive in on this conversation really of courage, courage to find your purpose and then to follow your purpose. So Um, welcome, because I um, I love having you here for this. Thank you so much, Leah. Thank you. I take everything that you just said into heart. And I love that. I love that we got to get connected on the journey when I literally had just taken my leap of faith because I started a transformational program. And you were one of the coaches for that program. And the week before it started was when my resignation was complete for my corporate job going full-time for an entrepreneur. So you've literally gotten to witness (laughs) the last three and a half years of that journey. So, so thank you so much. And I'm so excited to be here and talk with your audience and see what comes of this amazing conversation. Yes. Yeah, it's so it's so true. I'm glad you shared that because it takes me right back <laughs> to first to first meeting you. And um, and the courage to me was uh, was obvious because the moment you make a decision like that, you're you're in the courage. And then I know from my personal experience, um, it's not it's not a stagnant thing. It's not like, OK, check that off the box. I have courage. <laughs> you know, check that off the list. There's there's tests of it. But let's actually back up a little bit and start. Um, so, so I teach a lot about burnout and I want to distinguish burnout for me is, is when our light is not shining, you know, it, yes, it might show as physical exhaustion and, um, physical symptoms like adrenal fatigue or things like that. But, but to me, it's really when we're not serving our purpose, when our, when our light is not on and we're not connected in flow, 
with our purpose. And so what was your burnout point that had you take that leap of faith? Mm. Share kind of what you were doing and, you know, where you were in your career and all of that and life. Yeah. And, you know, if I, if I really think about it, there was a few different stages that I went through that was leading me up to, you know, how some people will say, I was, I always had this little part of me when I was a little girl and I was out doing the lemonade stands or I was doing, you know, whatever. And I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And then I discovered it later. I never had that. Like, I just never had that. So, um, so I think there was things that were prepping me. So I was being equipped along the way that there was something more for me. So I could open up to the idea of this kind of life. And so one, when you talk about not having your light on there, very specifically, there is a moment that I remember, I remember being in the swimming pool with my kids and I hadn't gone through a divorce yet, but I was really close. Like we, we knew it was coming. And there was a moment that we were in a hotel, we were in the pool with my, I have twin boys. And at the time they were four, I just remember being in another world, not really physically being in that pool, but not actually being there. And I remember my kids trying to talk to me, but I was so in a state of hollowness. I had lost myself. I even had people say, because shortly after that, I actually went through the divorce. And for the next six months, people would say, like, you're smiling, you're walking down the halls, but I don't really know what happened but you are hollow. Like they could physically see that I was hollow. And so, so I think that was a time where I had given my entire life to my career, to my marriage, to being a mom, to following all the shoulds, you know, all the, here's what you do next. And I just check, 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 check the boxes. And then one day I remember looking in the mirror being like, how did I get here? And so, so there was a moment where I had just completely lost who, who actually was Carrie separate from any of those identities. And then fast forward. So that was like one piece of where I started discovering myself, but Mm -hmm. fast forward to truly the moment wasn't necessarily burnout, but it was a moment where I made a decision in my career that wasn't in alignment with some rules at the facility that I was at. And I knew when I made that decision that I was making a consequential decision. And I remember, and I think this is so important to our world right now, right now, because so many people are in, in decisions. I remember my boss, who was a good friend of mine, looking at me saying, I can't believe you. I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you made this decision. You have kids at home to feed and you're a single mom. And I remember in that moment thinking how fascinating that it it was, I understood that perspective, but there was a piece of me that was like, am I going to sacrifice my values and what I believe in that may not be someone else's values and what they believe in? Am I going to sacrifice all of that to where I don't feel good and in alignment with my decisions just because I'm a single mom, have a family to feed. And that's how I had made decisions in the past. So to me, there was a moment there to say, I'm going to start living my life in full alignment of my values 
And I'm no longer going to live in a scarcity belief that I have to do something a certain way. The whole keep your head down, stay, you know, below the, you know, below the surface so you don't get in trouble, that whole thing. And it was like, I just made this decision in that moment that my values were more important. And so that was like the moment because I actually lost my job and the very next day, I mean, when I went from the height of the career to the very next day, not having a job at all, single mom, two kids, and just happened to be in a MBA that was in entrepreneurship and it was ending in three weeks. I was going to be completely done and it was ending in three weeks. I was not <laughs> going down the entrepreneurship you know, path whatsoever. I even said that, like, I'm not even going to use this. It's just, it was convenient. It happened to be at the hospital I was working. I got to do it with some friends. I knew I would actually (laughs) finish it and I could check it off the box. And three weeks before it ended the whole thing, I lost my job. And that's when I got propelled into, maybe there's another path. Maybe there's (laughs) something else going on here. Maybe there's something higher at work. And so I just started listening to the clues. So, well, thank you for sharing that. And I couldn't agree more right now is such a time of choosing our values. There's so much going on. There's a lot of divisiveness. People, things are just intensifying Um, and beliefs and values, first of all, are a choice. I like to remind that our beliefs are really things that we choose to be true. And our, and our perception is something that we choose. Um, And And so this is, I'm sure, really hitting home for so many listeners here. And in that story, a couple of things come up for me. One is like looking back at the spiritual breadcrumbs, right? (laughs) Like you just happen to be in in an MBA. You just happen to. Of course, there's no accident. This was was all delivered to you before you even knew Mm -hmm. um, what or why. Uh, And also, it sounds to me like you just in that moment, Um, when I'm coaching mindset or when I'm coaching energy, that's coming off of a thought, a really helpful practice can be to say things in like the simplest, most direct terms, almost like a plus B equals C. And sometimes other people do that for us. And it sounds like that's what, you know, this coworker or boss did is like, she said it back to you of, is this what you're really doing? And then the clarity that comes with that simplicity of, yeah, this is what I'm doing because this is my value. So yeah. this, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then you had the courage to, to follow through on it. So tell me about the next morning when you woke up. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I think two things happen and here, here's what I think is very fascinating when we just, we surrender to the path that we're on is I, first of all, that next morning was it was just a a shock of what happened. But the second piece of it is, is I was really taken care of. So I had space. I was taken care of. I had some time to figure out. So I wasn't like immediately in a financial, I got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And, And I remember, I remember somebody gave me the greatest advice ever. And the greatest advice was no matter what you're losing your job, for whether you are fired, whether you're losing it because of downsizing, you're losing it because of a choice, whatever, whenever you're losing it, it is a really great time because your identity has been so wrapped up in that job is 
give yourself a month if you can, at least two weeks before you do any job hunting, before you do any decisions, before you do anything, give yourself that pause to grieve because you naturally are going to grieve to start really thinking about what is it that I actually do want and get really intentional. But most importantly, just like honor, honor the grief, the break, and just allow yourself that space. Like don't skip over that. And so seven days later, my mom being, being mom and putting it under the guise of let's go to New York city and go see it was Christmas time and go see the go see the, you know, lights at Christmas and let's, let's just go do something fun, knowing that it would be really good for me just to get away. We went to New York city and I remember standing, this was a very pivotal moment for me. I remember standing on the corner of 34th street where Macy's is literally having my Christmas miracle. And I was standing there, the snow was coming down. I could feel like, you know, the crunch of a really fresh snow and it's, it was really quiet because it was a fresh snow that was happening. It was early in the morning and I was standing there on the corner. It was the first Christmas window. I was going to see the famous decorated windows. So I'm standing there. I just felt like I was in this snow globe and time just stopped. Like everything just slowed down. Cause I was in such a really interesting space of like my entire life just shifted. And I stood there and I looked at the window and there was this little kid, you know, painted on the window and right above, right above the, the child, it was a little boy. It had the word believe in script. And it caught me so much of when did I abandon the little girl in me mm. that believed so deeply, that dreamt so much, that had this imagination, that climbed all over, that loved to climb trees, that loved to, you know, that loved to climb up the, um, in the kitchen. I would climb up the, the doorways to the very top and I would sit up there and I would have conversations with my mom. And I remember as she was like cooking in the kitchen. And I just remember I was such an adventurous spirit. And I was like, where did she go? Where did she go? And as I stood in that intersection, I realized that I had started making all these decisions, going down the right path, following the right things, doing the right boxes that I'd lost myself and I'd lost that little girl. And I was like, what if I gave her permission to actually believe in her dreams again? And what would happen if I started living myself, living my life, following that and going left instead? And I realized I was at an intersection of my life. And I chose in that moment that I would no longer abandon the little girl, that I would honor her dreams. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew that I was starting a new path. And I just gave myself permission to let her speak again and follow her dreams. Mm, I love that. And, and that reconnection with imagination, you know, with curiosity, with possibility. It, I just feel opened up as I'm hearing <laughs> you talk about it. You know what I mean? I, I feel it's like that waiting to exhale moment. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Opening up to all of that. Um, and I know you now and, and anybody following you, you are so on purpose, like, uh, like you are, you are clearly living your purpose. But from that moment of in New York City, 
to now, like how, what kind of suggestions could you give for our viewers of finding their purpose? Because you, you know, you said you didn't know exactly what it meant in the beginning, but you clearly do now. So what's, what's bridged that gap for you? Yeah, I think one of the most important things is to take off the pressure that we even have to find it, that it is simply a path that we follow that evolves. And so I love why you said spiritual breadcrumbs. And it's like, what are the breadcrumbs that are sitting there right now? What's in our hand right now? What are some of the things that we enjoy right now? And I remember, I, I remember for me going to a retreat one time, I was at an, it was one of my very first events that I went to that, you know, I had that whole, I walked in and there was all these, all these women. And I just remember thinking like, I don't fit in here. But quickly you start realizing that one, we're all the same and we're all just on the path. But two, we had an exercise that we wrote down and this was a pivotal moment for me, but we wrote down, what are the things that I absolutely love to do? Like in all areas of my life, what are like the top five things that I love to do? And then how is there, how could I possibly make money from them? That would be a service, especially if I combined some of them. And that was a that was an interesting moment because that truly was a oh wait a minute maybe these aren't as separate and as in a box as I think they are and I have to choose a path. It gave me permission to start playing with my hobbies. It gave me permission to start like putting pieces together. And also the second the second bit of advice I would give is that give yourself permission to change your mind. Like give yourself permission to, oh, I, I've gone down that. I can't tell you how many times my business name has changed my business. Like, you know, they talk about your ideal client. Like it just continues to morph. And it's like, give yourself permission that I don't have to have all the answers, the right answers, and that they're continuing to show me. I just got to keep taking action on what I know right now. And then it will reveal the next step. Amazing. I, I'm so happy you shared that because societally, our, our family, at least I can speak for, for my experience, we really are imprinted with the need to choose one, need to know now, uh, messaging and programming. And um, we get to have it all. <laughs> we get to have it all. Maybe not all at once, but it, life to me is this cascading uh, abundance of opportunities and we can pick and choose and um, try things on for size. And really we don't know, and I share this with clients all the time, we don't know what lights us up until we feel it. So how are we going to feel it? We have to try it. <laughs> Otherwise it's all theory up, up in yeah. the mind. And, you know, do we, the mind is not always right. I think we <laughs> probably all know that. So I love that you, that you shared that. So you also, we well, you've done so many brave things, so many courageous steps as you started to follow your purpose. And it includes travel. It includes a significant amount of time off. Tell us what you've been up to for the last, oh, I don't know, year, year plus. Yeah. So the last year has been interesting. As, as all of you know, COVID has been interesting for all of us. And one of the things that I noticed was uh, my business had really taken off. And what I found myself in was that my business was doing really well. However, my debt had been really high at the same time. 
So even though my business was doing well and it looked really great on, on, uh, on paper, what I felt in my life was that I was still in the churn of like almost kind of, I almost moved back into a space of what I felt like in corporate. It was like, there was a piece of me that felt a little bit trapped and I felt like I wasn't moving forward. I felt like I wasn't creating that. And I loved my business, but I also knew something got to change. And so, so a couple things happened. I went on a retreat to Thailand right before COVID hit. It was one of my, it was one of my last international retreats right before COVID hit. And when I got back from that retreat, I felt God tell me, I need you to stay home for at least seven months. And I remember thinking, you know, how often, and I'm sure many of you can relate, but how often do you get like a tap or a message or a whisper? And you're thinking, well, that doesn't make sense. Cause I've got, you know, my, my brand, a lot of my brand is international travel. And that's something that I love. And I'm thinking, why do you, people follow me? It's like a joke, you know, where in the world is Carmen San Diego for those of you <laughs> that can remember all the way back there. It's kind of a joke of like, where in the world is Carrie Stanley? And I was thinking, interesting that you want me to stay home right now. And, and I was supposed to do a retreat in Italy that following summer. And I got the absolute no Italy, not knowing what was, you know, coming. I just, I just put everything on hold. I canceled everything and I just followed. And I said, okay, like whatever you got for me, I get to be, I get to be home. And I knew there was some things with family. I knew there was some, um, some things with networking in my own backyard. There was just some things I was being called to. And as COVID hit, what was really, what was really nice for me, it was, was that I was already set up for, you know, being home. There was nothing that I needed to transition. There was nothing that I needed to put on hold. But what I noticed was I got it. I got my next hit, my next call to do 90 minutes of silence for 90 days. And so I just started journaling for 90 minutes of silence for 90 days. And in that time, I just had new things come up around the space being created. And then all of a sudden I got, I got the like, okay, it's time to start clearing. So I started clearing my house and my house had been up on the market, you know, a couple of years ago thinking I was going to sell it and then decided no and, and, um, decided that I wanted to keep it for the kids, all of that. But I started clearing out the house. And what I noticed was my house still had, I had moved on. I had created this new life, but my house still represented and had so much in it that was my old life. It still had so much from my marriage. And even though we're on great terms, it was just, I was still carrying that forward. And my life was saying like, no, you're not here anymore. And so I started clearing out so much stuff. I mean, like I cleared um, I think three tons got taken away from my house and, and right about that same time I started praying over, it would be really cool. Like I have fun with my prayers. It would be really cool to get a hundred thousand dollars in cash and just literally wipe my debt away. And in 24 hours, everywhere I would turn, I had signs about my 401k. And I was like, I don't even know what's in it. I've never looked at it, nothing. And I finally got the guts because it was such an anti, don't ever do those types of things. Right. Um, 
I finally got the guts to say, you know what? What if? What if? You know, it was another intersection. It was like, what if I just entertain the opportunity? And I remember looking at it being like, oh my gosh, there's so much more in it that I had ever any idea. And I also had to giggle because I had to think like how much I had walked through financially. And I'm so happy I didn't know it was in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it had me walk through some major faith moments. But all of a sudden now what I realized was I was, I was being given the path of ease. Like what would happen if you just restarted and given the path of ease? And so I pulled a portion of it out, literally had the $100,000 in cash within I don't, two weeks later, maybe or something like that, and wiped away all of my debt. I also had a, a calling right about that time that my grandma was going to be passing away in winter. And so I had kind of started to feel like that was going to be happening And right before that, my house got sold through a text message. I didn't have it on the market. I had just started clearing it, but my house got sold through a text message. So all of a sudden, my $500,000 that I had said, I'm going to create through my business this year. I'm going to put my head down. I was thinking it was going to be all of this. What I was being given in that moment, what I realized looking back is God gave me a pause. And the pause was a reset to clear everything out, to breathe, to help my grandmother pass away. I was given such a gift to literally be by her side, Mm. next to her, take care of her, transition her home. And then I actually had the gift because of the timing of my house being sold. Like you can't make this stuff up. Right. My house being sold. And then having the gift to actually live in her house for six months while the process, you know, afterwards was taken that I had a full year of grace. I had a full year of what I love. There's a pastor I listen to and he talks about, it's the pace of grace. And that's exactly what I was given was sometimes we're in the push, but instead of the 500,000 being manifested through my business that I set the intention for, it was, let me support you and let let you start seeing where you get to be led next. And so all of it came in, it just came in in a very different way than I expected. And I was actually allowed to just breathe, pause, get connected to the vision and really be in a reset. So that's what my last year has been. Wow. And what a, what an exercise, really that pause, I'm sure taught receiving. Like l- letting it not have to be of your effort and your work and your, you know, recognizing that it's there and being open to receive it. And it just, what pops in my mind is how many signs like that do we miss <laughs> when we're at, when we're on our busy brain, like I've got this, I'm in control, you know, yeah. mode, and how I much th- is out there for us. I think what's so important, I love that you brought that up because I think what's so important is that we, we get conditioned to what's right or wrong. Yeah. And that, that right or wrong is completely different for me than it is for you, than it is for anybody else, because it's all the influences. And so when we can sit down and say, what are some of the spiritual breath, what you were saying, what are some of the spiritual breadcrumbs that are just like laid out here in front of me that I'm not paying attention to. And it's like, it actually can be, I don't believe that everything's going to be easy. I believe that we're going to walk through storms. We're going to navigate tides. We're going to go through all of that. 
but we can create ease in the process. And sometimes we make it harder on ourselves because it's got to be our way, our plan, or we've made a predetermined set of beliefs, like you were saying, that something is right or wrong, that we have we have limited ourselves when there's actually opportunities that are sitting right there. Right in front of me. So, yeah. And so it's like, what can I say yes to that's right here in front of me that actually can allow so many more opportunities to open up? And so I, I think absolutely a hundred percent what what you said of what this year has given me. I had already been being worked on to be a much better receiver. And this was a whole new level. It was like, it was like like sit back and, and receive. Even my son said something just the other day, because my kids are 17 now. And he said, mom, you know, I, I saw you take a break when grandma was passing away. And I really got that. Like I really got why, and it totally made sense and all of that. And he said, but I've just really noticed that even since then, you've been really not working as much. And so I told him that there was an intentional pause that was happening. I talked to him about the debt being cleared. I talked to him all of that. And then I also let him know that just a couple of weeks ago, I'm being called out of that time. And that time was that time was for a time. And some people might've looked at it and thought, gosh, she's being lazy. And that was like, that was a difficult thing for me at the time. And it's like, then at some point that became comfortable and now I'm being called out of that. And so, so it's, it's sometimes it's really hard for us to take that pause, but that pause is actually where everything is being born. And so you got to listen to what season you're in. Absolutely. That, that ebb and flow. I mean, seasons ebb and flow is the nature of everything in our world, right? From suns and moons and waves and, and we are no different. And how often are we fighting against the current of like, no, I want to be in expansion mode when it was really the pause. Yeah, Um, this is this is such a powerful, inspirational example for everybody listening of of what if everything that's dropping in right now has an intent and a purpose? And it doesn't matter if we don't understand it yet. What if we ride that? <laughs> what if we ride that wave and go with that and, and see? Um, so I want to have two more things I want to ask, Carrie. And one is about mindful or meaningful, excuse me, meaningful manifesting. What can you share now based on everything that has occurred for you and everything you've experienced and learned about meaningful manifestation. Mm. Thank you for asking this, because this is something that I'm really passionate about, because, you know, if you think about even years back when it was, I'm a believer in vision boards, but like really think about now where we are from let's, let's create, you know, a vision three years, five years from now. Like, I mean, we're in the, okay, what's today bringing us like the world's changed so much that even that has changed. But one of the things that I really notice is people put things, uh, and I know even I have in the past, put things on a board like that or say I want something and it's tied to what we think that thing is going to give us. And so, so often we're chasing a thing, we're chasing a house, we're chasing an income, we're chasing a, um, we're chasing something that we're not really looking at 
does it have meaning? And I know that you are such a big believer and you, and you talk about this too, that the alignment matters so much for you to have fulfillment and success on the inside and then have that manifest on the outside, because how often, and I've worked with many, many women and men that have all the money in the world, all the things in the world, and they're still not fulfilled. And so it truly is, it's, it's truly a failure at that point is is that piece of it. And so often we think it's got to be one or the other, but just like you were saying, we get to have it all is that when we get aligned and alignment comes before assignment. And so often we're, when you said the purpose, like find my purpose, Mm -hmm. it's not about finding that first. It's about finding alignment first. And Mm -hmm. so once we get aligned, then we start getting assigned the next step, the next place to go, the next, you know, the purpose being unveiled. And as we do that, what we start seeing is when we are, when we are grounded into our alignment, when we are grounded into our value, then we can get really clear on what is it that I want to manifest and why, and that it's connected to a vision that's giving meaning to my life and others. And so I'm really big on if you're going to create manifesting in the world, if you're going to co-create with God, it truly gets to be a co-creation that is furthering not just you, but society or the people around you. Like it's doing good in all the ways that it's a win, win, win. So I'm all about you having all the things, but is it grounded in the true vision, alignment, mission, meaning first? And so that's where I ground people into that. And then the universe opens up and says, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, arm in arm, I'm right here with you, sister, let's go. So you can manifest the things, but if it doesn't, if it's not tied to and grounded in meaning one, you're going to be unfulfilled when you get it. And two, you're constantly going to be on a chase. And then you're going to be like, I got all the things and now I'm still not happy or I still don't feel fulfilled or I'm still not. So, so I want you to know that no matter the path that you're on, if you're grounded into meaningful manifesting, regardless of the timing of, and when those things show up, even my son asked me, so when we were in all that debt and we were on the verge of losing our house, were you unhappy? And I said, you remember me then was I actually unhappy? And he was like, no, I actually would have never known those things were happening. Mm-hmm. And so I want somebody to be just to know that they've got the tools to be so incredibly grounded that they know that they're okay, regardless of the bank account and also how quickly things can manifest and change. Just like I just told you the story of, you know, going from that to over 500,000 coming in. Amazing. So beautifully said, and and it took me back to how we started, which was the hollowness. You know, the manifesting without the meaning is hollow, right? It's hollow mm. results. It's something that might appear like success, but um, really does, and you said it, feel more like a failure than a success. Mm. Uh, so that's an incredible distinction and uh, important perspective. For, for everybody listening in. So um, Carrie, I would love for you to share where people can find you, how they can interact with you. Just let us know everything 
that's available and that you're up to right now. Absolutely. So Facebook is Carrie Stanley and Instagram is Carrie Stanley underscore adventures because I'm always <laughs> sharing all of my adventures across the world. And then you can also go to my website, CarrieStanley.com. Amazing. And I do, I do often, I ask where is, where in the world is Carrie Stanley uh, and live vicariously through what you're up to and just feel so aligned in such a kindred spirit of, of adventure and travel and, and living a meaningful life. Yeah. I just adore you. And I can't thank you enough for being here. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really excited because your podcast was coming out on my podcast, Grace on Fire. So if you want to catch Leo there too, um, I know that you guys are served by her so much. And so we got to have a really great, really great interview over there as well. So yes. And I'm so glad Grace on Fire podcast has launched so people can hear more from you and um and really tune into that energy because that's what you put off I knew at the moment I met you (laughs) I felt it and like I said I I knew it would lead to something someday in form of a collaboration and I'm just so glad it finally came to fruition (laughs) thank you so much and I think that's I think that's so important because sometimes when we don't feel because I remember who I was in that in that time. And I think how much I've changed. But the thing is, is that people still see your and this is your entire message. People yeah. still see your vibrancy, even when you're not feeling it. And so it is so important to be surrounded by the people that are seeing, mirroring, echoing, standing for the vibrancy that they already see in you that you maybe are denying, dismissing, covering up right now. And so I just want to, I just want to say for everybody listening that 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 is why Leah's message is so important. So thank you so much. Mm, Yeah. Great, great point. I felt it, you know, and I, and more and more, and I bet you do this too. I just filter out the words and the actions and like the stuff that's going on right in this moment. Cause like you're saying, it's not a permanent thing and it's not the essence. And I felt the energy. Mm. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for everybody who's been listening. I will be with you next time on I am vibrant. Bye for now. Bye.